not sure if you're aware of the theme yet. <laughs> uh, there are wonderful stained glass windows here. Only three sheep appear. Just wanted to let you know that. It's interesting to me that when we talk about sheep, shepherds, and so forth, we have to understand the context that was understood at the time. The fact that the shepherds received the angel's presence when Christ was born is a shock to all of Judea. For the shepherds were peripheral type people, necessary, but not necessarily at all esteemed because they, in fact, slept with their flock. They smelled. They were rough-type people. And yet the sheep were the ones that they cared for. And then the sheep were, in fact, the focus of their life. So when we're talking now about Jesus identifying himself as a shepherd, we have to understand in context that this is not the high elite part of the family of God. They're the workers, the doers. And I think this is important for us to keep in context because so often we can get in caught up in other things like this idea that somehow God only respects those who are sweet, nice, smelling good, and dressed right. His analogy of being coming the good shepherd is really a critical piece of theology for us. Because he's claiming to be anyone. He is claiming to be a guy, a part of our lives. That we in many ways are like sheep. Not knowing direction, <coughs> temperament, understanding sometimes the will of other people. We are not caught up in the socialization and necessarily the wealth or the power of people because as sheep we are simply the sheep. And by Jesus offering himself as the shepherd to guide and guard and protect the sheep against the wolf but also, in this particular text, and I think it's critical to understand, God is now the one big shepherd. That his loyalty as the shepherd of people on earth are followed through the shepherd, the one shepherd of all. It's an interesting way of understanding that now God is an is parallel through Christ's image in this passage of being the shepherd. An elevation of which boggles the mind of a lot of us. That somehow the caring God enters us as, quote, our shepherd. Fifty-six years ago, it was my first experience of 
going to general seminary and going to the chapel of the Good Shepherd. There were a few more shepherds in the windows at the chapel than we have here. It was interesting to me that suddenly we were put in a situation of being the flock. Those who were learning, those who were being trained to become clergy in the church. And it was interesting to me that most of us recognized how ill-prepared we were to be there. The fears, the frustrations, the anxieties, those who in fact opted out after a short period of time. I remember my crisis at seminary when in fact I talked to a professor all set to say, well, why am I here? Maybe Freud was right. God is nothing but a psychological escape valve. I've told the story before because Dr. Keyes looked at me and laughed and said, thank God. I went, wait a minute, I'm hurting. Yeah, but you're now able to look at your own beliefs in faith as opposed to those that were given to you that no longer apply. In a sense, he became my shepherd. Because he helped me to understand and understand the depth sometimes of my questioning, my fears, my frustrations, and so forth. And he was a gleeful, and as I'm reading now a book by <laughs> Garrison Keeler, he was a bit too cheerful. And he loved teaching class. And I remember sitting on one of his lectures, and he was all excited because he was going to explain to us some of the philosophy that leads to real Christendom. He would change glasses to see the men in their seats to putting the glasses on to read his text. Back and forth, back and forth. And the interesting part to me is in his teaching process, and this is why I saw him as my shepherd, he actually would wait until he saw the eyes of everyone say, aha, I understand, before he would go on to the next point to raise. He had this unique sense of truly being the shepherd of us in class. He gave us the right to speak and be a part of our own frustration and fears in public. And I remember once we were in a small group session and he came in and said something about the various things we were going to study and then one of the students raised a question. And to me, the life of it, I can't remember what the question exactly was. But Dr. Keyes looked at us and he went like this, and he started changing his glasses back and forth and back and forth. And he said, you know, so I'm going to need some time to think about this. I have never asked this question or heard the question, so I need some time. All of us were sort of stunned because 
he handed out a 15-page copy of his study and breakdown of the question asked by the student with the student's name, the title, in the title. He honored the student for causing him to have to think and to look at things from different perspectives so he could respond to the class. For the first time, I felt like I was empowered. Empowered to be able to express my faith in front of others. His ability to be the shepherd of our class was a wonderful experience. And the interesting part was, we only had about, at that time, full-time 35 to 40 students. But we did have other people doing doctoral work and other things at the seminary. And he offered a class, and he had 72 signatures for the class. His being a shepherd had been caught on by almost everyone in our seminary. He was a gift. And I think he understood his role much like being called in his own faith to believe in Jesus Christ. Because he knew that we, in fact, were nothing but sheep. But he was able to be with us as a shepherd to nurture us and to give us the ability to speak freely and openly about our faith and question all the things that we had been taught but not understood. Being sheep's not a bad thing. And the sad part about it is today we need to understand that we have to look for shepherds who encourage us across the board to be faithful, to be forgiving, to be persistent in terms of truth and caring for one another. We need to be shepherds in a sense to others. Not to judge them, not to put them in any particular situation that they're not ready to be in. But rather to encourage them to be believers. As I look around this church, there are many of you that do that and sometimes don't give yourselves credit for what you're doing. May God's shepherdness be a part of our lives May we be open to the characteristics of love, compassion, and the empowerment to be faithful in our love of God. We're in the writing from Romans. It is, there is nothing that can hold us back from the love of God through Jesus Christ.